Hey folks, welcome to the Coastal Noise Podcast. This is episode number 67. I've got Spud Goodman and Gerald Holcomb on the show today, calling in from Washington. And uh, these guys, these guys are a character. Spud, he's been interviewing folks for over around about three decades, I'd say, since the mid-80s. And Anderson Cooper, Chris Hardwick, Bill Nye, Sarah Silverman, Tracy Morgan, Billy Bob Thornton. These are just a couple of the people that have been on his show recently. He's based out of the state of Washington. He's just had this really interesting run. You know, this is not the usual kind of interview I do. It's maybe an eighth normal duration of most of my other podcasts and more comical than serious. My guests were more in character, so to speak, and not as much peeling back of the onion as I typically try to do with some of the more serious questions that I pose. Uh, but they just kind of go off the track in a comical banner, and that is more the norm on on the Spud Goodman show. That being said, I'm hugely appreciative that such accomplished guys would uh, take the time to talk to me with, here at Coastal Noise. So I uh, thank them deeply for that. So other than that, big news is Coastal Noise is now available on iTunes and hopefully in the coming days available on other podcasting platform apps such as Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, and I'll look for some other options like Spotify and SoundCloud, make sure everything's running. And so now you can go on to iTunes or another applicable application. And uh, I use Podcast Addict, seems to work pretty well. And you can subscribe to the Coastal Noise podcast, which means every time I upload a new episode, you can go into iTunes or that app and the new episode will be waiting there for you. So if you've never used iTunes or a podcast app um, and you want some more instructions, I'll put something up at coastalnoise.com slash podcast and probably have it like in the episode show notes or something about. So, uh, but pretty, or do a Google search, you know, something like that. You know, it's out there. The answers are there, but uh, no, I will put something. So uh, like a how to subscribe, subscribe how to talk. How about that? Um, so yeah. And, and I do hope that you can go and support the show by subscribing. You know, if, if you want to encourage this kind of dialogue, want bigger, better guests, the absolute best way to do it is to just go subscribe to one of those avenues. Um, the coastal noise, YouTube channel, sharing posts or links on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter is a huge help. Um, you can like Coastal Noise on Facebook or follow me, Stefan Lawson Music at Instagram or friend me on Facebook. Other guests coming up, Shay Dobson, newly elected mayor of Ocean Springs, wants to do the show. So we're kind of in talks. Uh, early 30s, has never held political office, uses Facebook Live and other social media outlets to broadcast his work projects and official meetings. And on top of all that, has raised the state flag back in front of the city hall and has come out and said he believes we should be taking a more thoughtful look at medical marijuana applications in Mississippi. What? Yeah, I really hope we can uh, get this one together because that would be a really fantastic conversation, I think. And speaking of medical marijuana, I've reached out to Normal, uh, one of the biggest, if not one of the most recognized organizations for marijuana reform in the U.S., and they are expressing an interest in doing the show. Makes me all kinds of warm and fuzzy inside, so stay tuned for details. I'll be posting to social media, so follow me, and as an added bonus, you can see all the super healthy homemade dishes that I cook up on the daily for optimal lifestyle performance, bro. Okay, so um, on to the show, Coastal Noise Podcast, number 67, with Spud and Gerald of the Spud Goodman Show. Hope you enjoy it. Right on, right on. Okay, just getting a vocal distinction there. All right, good deal. Well, this is Coastal Noise Podcast, everybody, number 67. I've got Spud Goodman on the line and Gerald Holcomb. And uh, guys, thanks so much, 
so much for coming on the show. Uh, I was recently backpacking through parts of Tacoma and Seattle a couple weeks ago, and I got to say, you guys live in one of the most beautiful places that you could probably possibly be during the summer. I mean, it's absolutely incredible out there. Have you guys been taking advantage of that, well, this good weather, we despite your busy schedules? We have some, we have like at least two decent Arby's. They're not too bad, which they can yeah, the semi-fresh. Yeah. But yeah, we'll, yeah, we like we like our area. Yeah. Um, but, but wait, Stephanie, before we get going, though, I need to say I don't do many of these kind of interviews. I'm just saying interviews, period. Because you know, I find it much more empowering to be the one who asks the questions than having to be burdened, you know, responding to inquiries that you know maybe an invasion of my safe space. You know, safe spaces are very important. I just wanted to say that. But you can go ahead and ask a few questions. Absolutely. I understand, you know, and, and you guys, um, despite that, I mean, you've got a long career in asking questions and um, it's kind of interesting for me to be able to turn to take that role and kind of ask you those questions to see how it is you guys have done what you've done. Um, you've been doing the Spud Goodman show for about three decades now and there are so many factors that go into making a show of that caliber possible. On top of all the variables that each of uh, you have in your respective lives, I mean, between being sick and getting burnt out and being involved in other projects, etc., um, how does one keep that level of dedication to running a project as, as big as the Spud Goodman show? How do you rebound when you're feeling less than optimal in the experience? Is is an, a never-ending supply of Pepto-Bismol, is that the answer? Is that what keeps it going? I'm not going to lie. It, doesn't, it helps. It helps a lot. But, but I like to think, you know, serving as a talk show host is about the you know third or fourth most important jobs there are in this country. I mean, you know, there, there's some in this position, I mean, I'm going to be real here, who can make or break a candidate for public office. Uh, you can also destroy an innocent person without a shred of evidence to support, you know, after you toss out a casual accusation. Uh, I'm not saying I thirst for this kind of power and influence, but it is a, it's a pretty cool perk for the job, you know, I, I have to say that. Sure, sure. And speaking of which, I, I don't particularly think your habitual use of Pepto-Bismol merits any explanation because anything with cherry, in my opinion, is worth binging on. But can I ask what the origin of the spatula is? Are you conducting your musical guests or, or do you beat your staff with it? What What's the deal there? Well, you know, some people are uh, prone to like carry a Swiss army knife around with them because they always want to be prepared. Sure. But, you know, you might, people might laugh at the utilitarian purpose of a spatula, but you will be amazed at, uh, at, at its uses, its possible uses. So uh, it saved me in so many instances, I can't even get into them. Some of them intimate, some of them not intimate. <laughs> I'm just telling you that a spatula is a wonderful tool to have at your ready. I'm, you know, and feel free to, uh, I'm advising you actually, Stefan, get yourself a damn spatula. Yeah, he, you'll thank me later. Spud, Spud has it with him all the time, and he is really unhappy if I ever touch it. So uh, it, it is, it's important to him. Well, you can't touch another man's spatula, you know? It's the unsaid oh, no. rule. Well, right? it's, it, it's, uh, it's a very personal thing. Absolutely. Understandably. Well, the Spud Goodman Show has seen so many different transformations since its inception in the mid-80s. The show debuted as a television program with radio adaptions and following then an emphasis in utilizing the movement to internet distribution methods and this kind of a broad question, but how do you manage all those transitions? Because a lot of other programs might become deterred by shifting mediums or allow those setbacks to put them in a place where, where ultimately they may have to call it quits. Whereas 
You guys uh, seem to keep chugging along, and from what I can tell, you've retained a big part of what makes your show unique. You've kept a strong, strong, uh, strong fan base, and above all, you guys get some killer guests and musicians on the program. I mean, Bill Nye and Chris Hardwick, and and uh, the the folks you get as musical guests, great stuff. So, what are some of the factors of how you navigated those transitions and continued to thrive in a, sh- a shifting market? You mean it's not like we actually know what we're doing? I know. I, 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 I want to listen to the show. Well, I, I'll give you the three-second version of the history. We started out on a local uh, origination cable channel in Tacoma. The station went off the air after about, oh, like two years. We went up to public access in Seattle, which was a blast. Did that for about a little less than two years, and then we got picked up for the commercial side of the cable uh, part of that company. And then I uh, did a regional sports network show for a year, and then we transitioned to uh, a, a broadcast uh, television station in Seattle. We were about three and a half years. Mm-hmm. And then we got lucky, and I got, got picked up at, uh, by the Fox Network on their cable. It was actually a cable delivery system. Uh, so we were syndicated there for about in less than three years. And then, I you know, basically I retired for a while. I did, like, normal human stuff. Yeah, flip some burgers. Came out. Yeah, with that With that Thank spatula. You. Well, yeah, among many other things. Yeah. But I don't want to regress and, uh, and go back into what I was after. Unless you really want me to go back and talk more about possible use of spectacles. But anyway, <laughs> what I'm saying is, and then, uh, yeah, I tried to do the radio thing. But this will be our fourth anniversary show coming up uh, right. in August. So wow. That kind of brings you up, kind of, uh, I'm kind of out of breath. So that's about it. Yeah. Time. Well, congratulations you know, on uh, that. The, the Spud Goodman show, it's, he, Spud has transitioned a little bit. He's always had a lot of great celebrity interviews. But lately, and, and I noticed since the election, he has had uh, politicians on the show. Uh, some, you know, uh, uh, Newt Gingrich and uh, Trent Lott and, you know, some, some very powerful, influential politicians. And he's, uh, I, I'll tell you this, Spud is a flaming liberal. Uh, but he is somewhat guilty. He, he's somewhat knowledgeable about the world and national affairs. I just don't understand, but from my position, his total rejection of our current commander-in-chief, Donald J. Trump, who I think is quite possibly the greatest president since Ronald Reagan. But I keep hope alive that he's going to come around and, and see what a great man Donald Trump is. Well, definitely I apologize for what he just said, but, you know, I, I mean... Yeah, that's me being hopeful. I mean, I, I, I find Donald Trump to be... Excuse me, uh... Donald Trump, Donald Trump, i got to say the name, and... Uh, he is the commander Without experience, physical issues... Anyway, I, I find him to be a disgusting human being, but but I'm not above stealing ideas, you know, even from horrible people. And he's pretty horrible, at least to his uh, friends, quote unquote. But his new communication director, I got to say this, Anthony Scaramucci, yeah, um, is a great role model, you know, for for staff members on on in other organizations. You know, it's right. If he represents something that I and any talk show host would kill to have. So if my current temporary permanent co-host here, Gerald. Uh, can I step up and display total 100% loyalty? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to maybe find someone who will. Well, I, I am, I am 100% loyal. I can be, trust me, I can be your mooch. I guarantee you. There's no worries there, Spud. Definitely, that's a little personal business. Something I've been meaning to talk to him about. And, um, I just think we need to go big. And Anthony has set a very fine example for what support staff around the central figure of an organization, how they should behave, and. You know, and, uh, well, he has, but he's also serving a great leader. 
No, he's not. But the point is, uh, I'm sorry, I'm getting off track here. Where were we stepping? Well, I'll just wrap that up by saying, you know, it is it's good that you guys you actually um, take the steps to have diverse people enough to discuss these very difficult topics that are going on in our country right now. And it's, you know, nice, despite your differing viewpoints that you guys can work together to try to explore both sides of it. And uh, so I think there's something commendable in that respects. Um, what has been the biggest challenges in putting a show like this together over the course of those of those decades? Uh, gosh, biggest challenge. I guess who who I don't even know who I can quote that, that made this statement. Uh, the greatest accomplishment you could ever have is just showing up. Yeah. Uh, how does that quote go? I don't have I, I, yeah, I, 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 I don't. I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right. Well, no, you're supposed to agree. Oh, and then just, well, I, I think yeah. You know what, Scott? I think you're right. Thanks. Sometimes, sometimes half the battle is just showing up. Thank you. Now, why couldn't you have just said me that before I said it inaccurately? Well, I, I didn't know where you. But that's what a, a real mooch would do. Sorry. He would give that to me before I incorrectly stated what is in fact a well-known quote. You're right. Stand your toes. Okay, I, I'm with you. Well, how about this? Music. Music is a fundamental part of your show. You've got live performances being the standard. How do you guys go about deciding what artists will make the cut to get featured? Are you using a submission process? Are you picking groups you see from performing out in the city or a combination of the two? I mean, I take it you guys must be pretty big music fans to host uh, such great talent. Well, you know, sometimes we flip a coin. Other times, yes, we do go out and catch live performances prior to sending an invitation. My producer, Lori Madsen, um, is usually the gatekeeper, um, and she will uh, usually uh, handle that area. I try to, yeah, because I like almost everybody, and you can't have like 450 bands in a month on, so uh, she does help, you know, with the process of working through the, the list uh, of musical guests. Cool. Yeah, he he does a great job, and and Spud he, he's being he's being a, a little bit uh, modest here. He is very aware of the local music scene, and Stefan, as you know, Seattle and the Seattle market has been very important to American music for absolutely really a couple of decades now. And uh, Spud has been uh, at the forefront of that, aware of what bands are up and coming and, and what bands he should have on the show. Me personally, I like an evening with Andy Williams. But uh, Spud has a little bit more of a heart. He's not joking. Yeah. He's not joking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you this too. You know, besides laughing at Spud's jokes, or, or at least his, his attempt at, at jokes, I think a big part of my job as his co-host is making him feel secure and loved. That that's why I put a number of posters of his face all around the studio and office. And I, I think it sets the right tone. Sure, the interns continue to use permanent marker and. They deface the posters, but I replace them. I'm quick to detect the vandalism, and I put a new one up before he sees it. And, and I'm not going to lie. Sure, I would like to be more involved in the interviews with celebrity guests. And I'm taking this opportunity, as we're talking to you on your podcast, to officially ask once again that I can be involved with the interview process for these great celebrities that you get on the show. But right now, I, he, Spud is adamant. I'm not allowed to speak with them. And quite often, I can sense that the guests would love to hear my input. But I'm a team player, so I respect my boss's wishes. Are you done? <laughs> yes, I'm done. I'm sorry, Stephen, uh, continue. What, what, what were you uh, 
discussing? It's not a problem. I mean, it's good, you know, Gerald. You, uh, you know, I hear you guys. You banter in between guests and things like that. So, you know, you got to start small. You know, you got to work your yeah. way. You know, find your voice and and work up to that area. But it's it's good that you're the uh, the softer side of the show. You know, and you're the guy there to kind of. Uh, lighten up the room and that kind of thing. I think it creates great dynamic, and you guys keep doing it, and you'll do fine. You recently had, you yeah, of course. You recently had Chris Hardwick on of uh, At Midnight and The Talking Dead on your show. Man, that guy's got so much going on, right? But he's busy. He yeah, is. Yeah, you know, I think there should be some federal law that would limit the the you know the employment opportunities he's denying other individuals in show business right. from, from taking advantage of. I just think he's exceeded the legal limit of how much airtime one person can have. I know, the hustle. Ryan Seacrest looks like a slouch next to this. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but Chris is a nice guy, but I, I'm, I am getting a little concerned that, he, that he's just too successful and has just too many gigs. That's I know. Own. It's making us look bad, I tell you what. But uh, his podcast is pretty good, The Nerdist. I've, I've recently discovered it myself, and I've kind of been binging on it. And uh, one I was recently listened to was uh, featured Josh Homme of Queens of the Stone Age, one of my favorite bands of all time, uh, along yeah. with recent collaborator Iggy Pop for Iggy Pop's latest album. And Chris asked Iggy for advice for being an artist, to which he replied, uh, you know, you need to know who you are. You need to know who you want to connect with. And you need to know the society that surrounds you both. And I was wondering, does that statement ring true for you guys? And if so, can you describe can you describe how within the world of the Spud Goodman show? Sorry, that was like all over my head. Did well, you, could you follow that? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I followed it, but I'm 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 watching you, and you look lethargic. <laughs> and so I want you know one, one of the things I need to do. I try to take care of Spud. Stefan, have you had your B12 shot for this hour? No, I forgot. I knew it. Because I can see it in your eyes, and he starts to get kind of a pasty look. Uh, you look fatigued. Do you want me to administer the injection? You can finish the interview with you in a strong fashion. But the last thing I want you to do is end this thing with Stefan on a low-energy note. I know you hate being referred to as low-energy spud, and that's what you're looking like right now. Look what it did to Jeff Bush. Yeah, okay, well, prepare the needle, but I'm not quite ready for an injection. Uh, I'm going to get it ready. Okay, Just all right. a little later. Um, but, I, I'm sorry. Where, where did, I'm sorry. I interrupted your train of thought. It's no problem. Tell you what, I would hate if you're vitamin deficient for us to bog you down with too much mental stuff. So how about I uh, finish out Thank with? You. Th- Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Well, let me let me say this. Well, well, well you know what I what I hope to do, and I, I don't know if you're going to lead me into this question, but let me get this out if you want. Sure. Uh, what I hope to do in the remaining time I have left in the talk show racket, you know, is maybe inspire a little a little one, you know, maybe one now listening to this interview. You know, uh, Stephen, I want to I want to leave an impact. You know, on on the on the kids out there. That and who knows? I mean, they are like really smart. And kids know like a bunch of stuff, so they they could actually be taking notes right now. I don't know. But sure. there, there are two important things for a talk show host, especially you know the knowing a bunch of stuff. But and that's a big one. And I don't really expect to receive a thank you or anything when I hang up the microphone. But I won't lie. Um, this is from the heart. It would be nice to receive a ton of thank you letters that I can read when I'm, you know, like in assisted living or whatever, you know, because maybe I can even get a gig there, you know, doing a short show over the, you know, facilities public address system. You know, I, I could do that, even though it's age, you know, it's ageless doing in what my profession. I'm not like a pro basketball player where I got to hang it up at, you know, 38, 40. 
um, I can do this until I take my last breath. So I could do, like, do the announcements for the menu for the day or, or when we're going to take a field trip, where we're going, what to wear, that kind of stuff. You would do great at that. I'm just saying, so and that would be cool. Yeah. Well, hey, man, it sounds like you're, you're putting in the work to make it a, a nice, smooth ride. So I thank you guys for coming on and to, for doing what you're doing, uh, you know, speaking from heart. I mean, uh, and Stephen, I, I don't want to interrupt, and I don't want to sound like your late mother, Spud, but do you think maybe we should end the interview and you go take a nap? Because yeah. you, you need naps. Yeah, I know. And, uh, and Stephen, i got to tell you, Spud needs between 14 to 16 hours of sleep a day. Oh, wow. And if he doesn't get that, he's worthless. He's right, Stephen. So I guess we do got to go, okay? I apologize. It's okay, guys. I really appreciate you taking the time. You know, me, a guy doing this from what I do, it's really admiring to see you guys with such a great track record, pulling such great people and doing good work. So keep up what you're doing. And, uh, Spud, get a B12 shot. I've got it ready right here. (laughs) All right, man. Take it easy. (laughs) Bye, you guys.